Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. And uh, how's it going there, Marcus? It's going okay. How yeah. about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a, an interesting week with uh, the back to school and uh, the COVID uh, running amok in the part of the world that we live in. I understand you guys had a bit of a scare with... Uh, yeah, we had, uh, anyway, my, my son was feeling a little ill, had some chills, and so we checked the the um, symptoms website, and uh, we had to go get a test, um, went through the experience of having to wait two and a half hours in a lineup to, with a, with a large group of other people, of which about 11% are infected. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I, I don't know, maybe everybody talks about the test super simple, but this is one of those ones where they stick the, the nasal right. thing yep. up your nose. Yeah. I don't like it. No, I don't think too many people do. It's, I do not uh, like it. It is find it unpleasant. very pleasant. Yeah. Um, I, my wife doesn't mind it. She, she hated the, uh, one that went to the back of the throat. That was one of our earliest tests. Oh, is that right? Okay. And, uh, but had no problem with the nose. I have the opposite. The opposite. And, um, you know, my son was a whole, a real trooper. You know, he doesn't like sitting around doing nothing, but right. He was doing that for almost three hours and oh, good for you and yeah. came back negative. So that's, that's really good. That is really good. It means we have a cold, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> which, which is significantly welcome, better than, yeah. Like, Hey, I got a cold. It's yeah, two years so. since I had a cold. So there you go. Good stuff. Well, I'm glad to hear that, uh, it turned out to be negative. Yes, Which me is a too. Positive thing. It so. is. Uh, well, we're we're all three of us are double vax, so it. Uh, yeah. The the breakthroughs are pretty rare. Right. Um, but uh, they are. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean you don't want to be careful. Sure. Well, you know, because we have an unvaxed under twelve, so he's yeah. counting the days, and of course, back into school. So every day comes home, we're looking at him with a bit of a jaundiced eye, like yeah. cough. Was that a sniffle? Are you okay? <laughs> Exactly. Well, it's, uh, and especially because we're in the middle of this fourth wave, it's not. It's not good. It's not good. No. No. So, um, so uh, episode 14. Episode uh, 14. If you're uh, new here, please uh, consider subscribing, yeah. rating, and reviewing us on iTunes. Yep. We have an email address at um, connect2podcast at gmail.com. That's right. And we have a Facebook uh Facebook page where we've actually had some feedback from some people on hey, Facebook. Hey, good stuff. Mostly very positive. Which Mostly? Actually, all of it. Okay. There's not been a lot, so it's, <laughs> but it's good. I actually think it's great repository to drop stuff off. Totally. Uh, all, and uh, just as a spoiler, maybe a spoiler for the next episode, because I often post it as it's fresh in my mind, sure. as opposed okay. to, uh, so that's usually about a week before right. the episode actually drops. What's in our mailbag? Do we have anything in the Actually, you know what? We, we, we received an email at said email address. Oh, my God. And uh, it's actually about a specific episode. So uh, a lady named Marilyn, and I'll, I won't say her, her last name. Uh, so she wrote two things. Uh, you're on Spotify, question mark. I couldn't find it. So I went and had a look. And uh, you actually have to search up 
the connect to podcast and it's <laughs> okay. not just connect to so kind of like the batman we are the connect to podcast okay because if you just do connect to it pops to something completely different so i'll tell you in the 90s and one of my <laughs> one of my favorite bands was called the the there you and, go uh, it was because anyway he, she thought all the bands that were successful had the in front like the police and the clash and the right whatever the psychedelic first always the so we thought having two those might be better yeah exactly uh then her second comment is uh she says i hate it when people on linkedin talk about politics their politics i usually don't agree with them and uh, it makes me not want to ever work with them or for them it's not just companies looking for potential employees it's also potential employees looking at people oh sorry potential employers looking at people they might want to work for I guess it's potential employees. Yeah. And so I kind of agree with her. I think I've been watching uh, LinkedIn and and this is part of a little bit what we talked about, but there's a lot of people that are coming out, you know, very uh, at, you know, upfront with political and kind of like extreme or polarizing political opinions. And I always think, you know, if I was at a mixer, which is kind of what LinkedIn is, if somebody was, you know, the first thing they were saying, everyone they met was some political thing or or religious thing or some kind of fringy uh sex you know, thing <laughs> well, those are the three things s- you're never supposed to discuss <laughs> in a workplace i was thinking more some fringy conspiracy theory about aliens or whatnot i'm not sure that i would necessarily you know spend a bunch of time in a business environment you mean and you're so, not going to the flat earth convention <laughs> well if i did i would be specifically looking to talk about to, to the heliocentric pick to, to pick a fight model yes to pick a fight <laughs> whereas when i'm on linkedin i'm not necessarily looking for you know that kind of content so i totally agreed with Marilyn. i think you know well, follow I, the rules I appreciate of, of business i appreciate just getting an email or an email with comments and feedback yeah so thank you for that Marilyn, and uh we'll send you a t-shirt no i <laughs> Eventually, maybe someday we'll send you a t-shirt. Yes. So, but no, appreciate that. And please, if you are listening, do keep your comments coming in and uh, we will address them on the, on a future episode. So yeah. thanks again. It's great. Excellent. So what two, two things did you learn this week? <laughs> well, one of us is more of an experience. I'm not sure what I learned from it, but we've gone back now to teaching in person. My wife hasn't, but I, I've been, because I'm a contract person, I think they've said the regular staff people can stay online and, and us. Uh, you're kidding. So you're the expendable? I guess. So two classes. You can have your own, your own movie. Two classes this week. Yeah, expendables right. education version. Uh, back in person. And uh, it was really pretty freaky because it's been like 18 months where I've been teaching online, which is kind of more like a TV show, right? Like nobody turns on their cameras. So it's just me sitting there. Really? Nobody turns on their no, cameras? No. And you can't force them. You know, these are adult learners. So I think you could very rarely, like if they're doing a presentation, but for the main part of the class, like 99% of the people don't talk, don't have their cameras on. So you do like a two hour lecture and it's like, Hey, it's the TV show. So I kind of start started liking that. Wow. And now suddenly I'm back in front of a group of like 30 live people and you got to remember to be moving around the room and, and then the whole COVID thing. So full masks. And that's another thing is 
teaching for three and a half hours because I do a, a night class with a mask on is brutal. Like really? by the end of it, I'm like, <laughs> well, it's hot. <laughs> so, it's hot. It muffles the sound just enough. So I got to speak a little louder. And so, uh, yeah, so that was an experience. Uh, and what did I learn about boots void? Well, before you go there, the, uh, <laughs> there's a, uh, there's an interesting uh, clip in it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the group. They're, f- they're from Ireland. It's like foiling three boars or boring three foils or something okay. like that. And they did a thing where they actually had real in-person meetings and, uh, the people kind of showed up like they were in a zoom meeting. Oh. One guy's in a bathrobe okay. and and then the other guy's making comments like they do. And, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize my mic was on. You're in person. Yeah. So uh, I'll put that in the Facebook, <laughs> but it's a, it's a great, uh, it's great segue to in-person meetings after Zoom sure. culture for, uh, for the last uh, two years. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's going to be interesting. I, I, I have a client that is a mental uh, health sort of wellness and team building guy. And we've been talking about that. I think a lot of people are going to have a a bit of a challenge reintegrating. Right? Yeah, they got to wear pants now. You got to wear pants. You got to put up with other people's presence, right? And after and you got to like, stay uh, engaged, and you can't be yeah, doing twelve other things. I mean, it's hard enough exactly. before the pandemic to have meetings where people were not focusing on their electronic devices during the meetings. That's like, right. Like we would have. Uh, we had some meetings where we actually put a basket in the middle because we had some particularly difficult to wrangle individuals. And we said, put your phones in there because right. until the meeting's done, this is the most important Focus, thing. Focus, man. Do. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I could see that being a, a really big challenge. And well, so I just finished this uh, seven week uh, creative camp through Adobe. Right. I did a pitch. So that was interesting. Um, I did really good with parts of the pitch and less good with other parts. Okay. I got incredibly good feedback. Good. But it was interesting because we did all these videos and, uh, you know, I'd say about 50% of the people were not, did not have their, uh, did not have their, their video monitors on. Right. Um, but I, a lot of those were watching on like their phones. Yeah, so sure. That was a bit more difficult. But bit different. Uh, yeah. But definitely. Uh, I mean, I I've not experienced a Zoom meeting where most of them were turned off. So yeah. uh, that's uh, interesting to hear that, especially well, if that's really yeah. what's going on. I mean, I think the business world is different than teaching. Teaching, because I mean, you do want to elicit some kind of participation. But <laughs> I gotta tell you, even in in the real world there's probably about a, at least a third of the students that they're basically they're turned off anyways, even though they're physically there, <laughs> you yeah, know, they never say anything. Yeah. Well, and they would do that in class too. They would be, yeah. they'd be on their so, device or whatever. Quasi asleep, but at least all of them were wearing pants <laughs> and, and no bathroom and masks. Yeah. Yeah. So they had to wear masks. Yeah. Yeah, so that's Nate's, uh, which I think is a good thing, right? I think it's I mean, very until we Until we get past this, so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, the other thing is I got accepted into uh, an advanced creative camp. Hey, congratulations. Of, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's actually really cool. I, I would encourage people, if people are really interested in this, uh, I can do referrals. So ah. I can actually... And now it's primarily for Premiere Pro, so it's for video editing. Right. Um, but um, but if uh, if I give a referral, then they actually get 
they they had uh, for this last round they only accepted 100 they had 1600 applicants so, wow so um, and it's even smaller for the advanced so i think it goes down to 50 participants so. holy smokes that's great so yeah it's re- it's really good it was it's and you get access to some incredible incredible talent so. sure so how many weeks is this one then i think it's about the same i think it's about okay six or seven um, okay good. it's yeah there's a few things i think they could improve um i had not used slack before and it was all part of, it was all done. oh a lot yeah of this was done on slack sure. so it was kind of slack is a very interesting and confusing place yeah it's, that's right. it's just so many people talking simultaneously <laughs> it's just weird <laughs> Anyway, um, and you were saying Boots... Boots Void. Boots Void. Yeah, so this is a... Uh, hearkening back to our, our sci-fi, but this is not sci-fi, this is true. So it turns out there's a region of space, which they figure is about 750 million light years in I'm in so glad you're bringing diameter. something like this up. This okay. is awesome. So picture looking you know, through a telescope and... Space is predominantly filled with galaxies and yep. stars and, you know, and, and fairly evenly distributed, right? So this region of space, which is massive, 750 million light years is hard to get your, you know, your head around. Uh, they've only found 60 galaxies in this massive region. It is completely empty or almost completely empty. So they likened it to if you had 60 objects about the size of a marble in the entirety of the United States, Really? And, and in that, you know, like area, of course, this is three dimensional, so it's even bigger. If you only had 60 marbles, that's how empty that's this basically. void is. And they, they have no idea how to explain it. Why do they call um, it Boots Void? Well, I guess because an astronomer named Boot found it. Oh, okay. I think it's B O O T E. It sounds like a German. Guy. Okay. I was thinking like a rubber boot. But. <laughs> So and they only have they only have different. one working theory, and it's pretty wild because they, they actually said the the universe has not been around long enough for this to have occurred um, just by gravitational pull. Pull. They say, well, maybe there's some weird gravity thing that's pulling all the galaxies out. So they think that there might be a a or may have been because we're seeing 750 million years in the past, right? But they're thinking there may have been a a super advanced civilization that would have encapsulated all of the galaxies, all of the stars um, in these Dyson spheres. So if you're, if you're a sci-fi person, you'll know about what they say, the Kardashev scale of civilizations. And yeah. at some point, as civilizations become more and more advanced, you would start building these, it's almost like a shell around a star, so that you would harness all of the power from a particular star. star. Of course, it would black it out. So this is the only working theory and it's pretty out there, is that some civilization that is very so advanced would have encapsulated every star in, in that bigger region. But other than that, they can't, they have no idea why, you know, in the middle of the universe, there'd be this massive pocket of empty, like devoid of stuff. It's wow. wild. Wow. It's wild. So I'll learn that. Keeps, so I'll let that keep you up at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'll tell you what I learned this week. Launching an Indiegogo campaign is a little more complicated than it appears on the surface, but right. I've done it. I've launched it. Congratulations. Launched it on Tuesday. We're already at 20% of our target as of three days. Exciting. So that's a good start. Yep. Um, apparently the algorithm works really well if you hit 33% within a week. So okay. I have a few days to try and really push the social media and see if right. I can... 
Yeah, we have a, so there's 37 families involved in the project. So we have 37 days of social media posts. Okay. So we're doing one family a oh, day, cool. one, one animal a day. Yep. Um, and uh, I also learned that. Uh, When's our day, by the way? I have no idea. I guess it'll come up. Uh, yeah, I can. <laughs> I okay. Because we'll promote, we'll promote the hell out of it. Um, and I also learned that, you know, those QR codes. Yes. Um, we might have them on a, on some kind of passport maybe, but it won't be called a passport. It will be a vaccine document. Yes. With a QR code. But what about QR codes? Well, you can generate them for free. They're amazing. They're yeah, just, I know. I know. They're, uh, I'd, uh, I, you know, I thought you'd have to pay for them or something. You no, don't have to pay for there's them. There's an app. Yeah. Yeah. And you can go, there's a website called QR code generator and you just go there and it gives you your QR code and you can sign up or not. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Just you and, tie it to a link and, and, and then as soon you as your camera yeah. points at it, your camera says, would you like to launch Safari or whatever to, uh, right. to look at it? And uh, yeah, that's an Apple. It's kind of cool, eh? But yeah, so that, that's remarkably cool. So, uh, hey, let's talk about our main thing. We're, we're running a yeah. little long. but um, uh, So I our th- main thing, it's not going to be super long, is uh, I said I would do something about music. But because we're doing tech and all that, I thought, well, let me see if I can find an interesting story. So you may have heard of these people who um, are uh, like they call patent squatters yes. or intellectual property squatters, right? Who will um, really create no value. But if you invent something or, or, and they have a patent for something similar, they'll come along and they'll sue you yeah. into, you know, and then, and then you do a whole bunch of those in order to just, uh, yeah. they're, they're really not interested in creating anything. They're just trying to That's right. it's steal a, from it's others. It's a money grab basically. Yeah. And so in the music industry, there's been a whole bunch of, of, um, lawsuits and some would argue frivolous where you know like Katy perry i think got nailed and and tom petty was going after a guy so you write a song and the whole idea is that you know you're a human being so you've probably heard millions of songs you know in your life and of course you don't remember so you're sitting there writing a song and some jingle pops into your head and you're thinking like hey that sounds pretty good put it into a song and find out whoops you know i heard the song like 25 years ago and I stole it or it's similar in, th- right. in four out of five. And so this was starting to become minutes. a bit of a problem. So these two guys, uh, guys named Damien real and Noah Rubin. And one of them is a, he's a musician lawyer and a tech guy. Okay. And the other guy is more of a, just a tech guy. And so they did this kind of cool thing. They, um, they created an algorithm and they generated every possible melody uh, not every melody, because like they're saying, there's 88 keys on a piano, like it's into like six billions of, but they said, you know, most pop songs, it's the C scale, and there's only like, I think it's 12 notes or whatever. So they said, if we just limit it to that, and we use this algorithm, so they generated 68 billion melodies. Um, and they patented them all? Well, then they put it on a hard drive, because the minute you actually create a physical media, oh, okay. then you can patent it. So then they did that, but then here's the cool thing, because these guys are not um, patent trolls. In fact, they want to fight it. They turn around and they they released it to the public domain. So it's open source. So now. they said now it's open source, and that should eliminate. Well, they're hoping these these sort of uh, nuisance lawsuits where, you know, you you write a two minute song and one passage of it, you know, resembles something you heard. Because I remember there was that famous case. Um, not great big C, but the guys from the eighties men at work right? who, uh, got nailed. Really? Yeah. So their song, um, 
uh, Land Down Under yeah, yeah. is was proven in court to be very close to an old uh, Australian traditional called Kookaburra in the Old Gum Tree, If you can, <laughs> which I've never heard the song. Kookaburra lives in the old gum tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the, I know the song. And so I guess it's one of these songs that, you know, just, a, just like a kid's song or... Yeah, yeah. And so years after it was a hit, they got sued uh, by the, the estate of whoever wrote it claiming that they had stolen the, the, the tune. And I think these guys claim that it wasn't intentional, right? It's just something that was in their head. So it becomes very chilling to the music industry. Like, right. And I think actually there'd been, I'd heard that there was some patent trolls that were actually thinking of doing, doing it preemptively, patenting every potential melody and then just suing people. Then you could never write a new song. Right. So I'm, I'm glad that, in fact, that's what I was thinking I'd find when I did the, the Google search. But then I found that these guys were kind of like, no way. We're going to, we'll do it first. The white hat. And we'll, white hat musician. We'll do it in the, in the, so there you go. Um, so if you're listening and you know of other areas of intellectual property, you know, like, could you get an algorithm to write every, uh, you know, potential plot and then and copyright all I mean, of those monkeys you can put behind you know? a typewriter um, before you invent the works of right because i mean i could see us eventually really constraining the creative process right it's like yeah yeah well uh, i mean a story I, about two guys and a dog you know i i i copywrote that story you know 15 years ago and now I, now i need your i need millions of dollars there or uh you know, a boy wizard who rides a train. I'm going to need some cash, right? That well, you know, it's interesting idea. because one of the things, well, dealing with um, cr- creating video content for mm. like YouTube and all this stuff, if you have um, music that appears to be copywritten, mm-hmm. um, your your videos will get taken down all yeah. the time. So unless you have, um, so, I mean, it's usually just easier to get uh licenses for the the music and then it just goes but um that's that's a super obscure aspect of it so youtube as long as you don't have a big enough audience you can use copywritten music sure as soon as you have a big enough audience so it's catch 22 right catch 22 if you have uh, a video that's really good but it's using copyrighted materials so when you're not popular if it becomes popular now you got a problem right i never really entirely understood how tiktok does it because they're always using copywritten mu- yeah. music I, I don't know if they get um permission or they give royalties to i don't know to it, the it, artists because yeah. they're i mean their stuff is and i know there's a big uh, maybe it's a sample length because tiktoks are so short well, there's 60 seconds. Yeah, I guess that's probably pretty long. And then uh, and there's the woman who does the voice of Siri. Oh. So she uh, has been used on TikTok. Um, they have this thing where they'll do this voice. Like if you type it, it'll, mm-hmm. she'll actually uh, uh, speak. speak. Right. But they've stolen her voice. Right. It's not actually her. And this is where she makes her money is as a... Um, doing like a voice actor voice acting basically <coughs> excuse me yeah so anyway yeah now fascinating well yeah. i know there's a bunch of musicians or, or people who do music musical commentary like there's a guy a legendary bass player uh leland sklar and he's been complaining a lot because he does youtube videos where he's basically trying to explain you know hey i played on 
you know, Steely Dan's album. And, and this is how we did the bass riff, you know, in this, in this hit, but he's not allowed. Like if he puts the yeah, actual the music, yeah. music and it gets, even though he played on it, but he doesn't own it obviously. And so, yeah, a lot of folks that are trying to do like educational stuff and still make a little bit of a buck. Well, like, um, uh, like there's a guy that I follow and I will put him as well in the Facebook um, post on YouTube who uh, he basically dissects hit hit records, but he gets copyright uh, takedown notices from only certain bands and only certain right. labels. So he basically yeah. avoids a lot of those and uh, he gets really mad because he's usually only using like really short clips yes. just to try and uh, highlight a point. And often he's promoting that album or that. Right. Is his song. name, is his name Rick something? Rick Bieta. Yes. Yeah. I've he, seen some of his stuff. His, his stuff's really yeah, good. Yeah. Like what Anyhow. Made, yeah. Anyway. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, the whole intellectual property thing. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was really fascinating. I appreciate you bringing that in. Um, hey, what kind of media are you consuming? You said you were. It was a surprise. It's you a surprise. Gonna... You know what? I last night I was. I've been so stressed out with. I think like most of us, all the crazy ass stuff that's happening in the world, right. and um, I took a chance and I went. 10.30 showing of Shang-Chi. Oh, did you? I saw it, yes. You went to the movie theater? I went to the movie theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. How many people were in there? Uh, there was only about 10. Okay. And so it was kind of neat because you can do the seat selection before you had to pay. Okay. So, and I went, I think the movie started at 10.30 and I, I like I showed up like 10.20 and I'm figuring pretty close, right? So when the screen came up, I could see there was only like a handful of people. And really well spread out, right? So, and I, in fact, I think the programming wouldn't let you pick anything too close. You know, too close. And so, uh, yeah, man, it was it was awesome. Like the whole experience. Was the, was the movie felt, good? The movie is phenomenal. Okay, awesome. It is really good. My kids are mad because now we have to wait thirty odd, odd days for it to come out on Disney Plus. I would put it on par with Black Panther. Um like in terms of like how big a Marvel movie it is. But again, the cool thing is they, they once again have managed to create something really unique. Like it doesn't, it does not resemble any of the other Marvel. Have you seen the black vehicles. widow yet? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. That was okay. I, I, I enjoyed that, but you know, that was more of a closing of a chapter. This is like a new, new character intro and a whole new part of the, the MCU. It was okay. funny. It was the action was phenomenal, and uh, you know pays homage to like the old martial arts films, and yet you know very updated. And uh, it was good. And then there's some cameos that you wouldn't expect. I won't give any spoilers, but it was good. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's excellent. I haven't seen Black Widow yet. Um, I think I'll do that in the next little bit. But uh, anyway, and uh, what I did, I I have been watching uh, What If. Yes. I'm really enjoying that. It is very, uh, very interesting because it's really, so it does two things. It's drawing upon all kinds of comics that actually have explored these things right. before. Sure. And uh, intertwining them into the marble. And I really like the fact they keep getting, uh, they keep getting a lot of the actors that played the original characters to do the voiceover. Yeah. I mean, they, and they had I'd say the majority of them well, they really. Had, they had, uh, I mean, this, this last one is uh, that the zombie one, which is really cool, had uh, Chad Bozeman, um, 
Oh, Chadwick. Uh, Chad, no, Chadwick. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Uh, he As... plays the Black Panther in that. So. Right. I had heard this was his last. Last thing. Like thing that he worked on for Marvel okay. before he unfortunately passed away. So yeah. it's pretty bittersweet. But. Uh, yeah, but it was kind of interesting. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That I think we're gonna watch that episode tonight. So looking forward to it. Yeah, it was um, it was it was good. It was a little a little bit of a different speed from some of the other ones. But uh, I watched. Uh, I also finished watching the entire first season of Bad Batch. Uh, oh, how is that? You know, I liked it. I yeah. was, I I I don't know, but I like cheesy science fiction sometimes. But uh, I really liked it. I thought it was very clever and well done and uh, um, better than I would have expected. I oh think, yeah yeah so i mean I, i've always looked at the clone wars as some sort of kid stuff and okay th- this is better than that interesting definitely. yeah because so dave filoni is the guy right who, right who was on he did clone wars and then they brought him in to do this okay. so i was expecting that it would be pretty good uh i haven't watched any of the star wars i haven't watched any of the clone wars so yeah And uh, the other thing I watched was, uh, and I watched this probably about a week and a half ago, was um, Nomadland with Frances McDermott. Uh, And uh, (laughs) so we watched it while we were in our truck camper. And it's about about somebody who basically goes into van life. And it's a quasi-documentary. Interesting. Which I didn't know before watching the the film, and it was just really weird because, and there's like two of the characters. And I'm not giving anything away, but two of the characters um, actually did live this kind of van life. So it's it's all based on a a, a, a book that came right. out in 2008. About all these people who are a little older, okay, and uh, lost their houses. In oh, the like collapse. in the two thousand eight uh, economic yeah. downturn, and uh, basically decided to you know live live a mobile nomadic existence. Interesting. And uh, so Frances McDermott plays. I can't remember what the name of her character is, but uh, she uh, and it's you know for an actress. Uh, it kind of reminds me of you remember there was a there was a Charlize Theron film where she plays like a a serial murderer oh monster yeah monster yeah yeah so, yeah so and she's the uh, totally unattractive in right that. I mean this this is one of the most gorgeous women on the planet yeah. the Eileen and, Warnos story yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah so, maze of transformation so, so Frances McDermott's doing the same because this is not a particularly flattering <laughs> right. portrayal of anybody very real looking very gritty and uh, cool inter- so interesting Nomad Land Nomad Land yeah Nomadland. I think it won won a number of awards and uh, it's interesting. Um, I wouldn't say it's uplifting. No, huh. definitely not. And, um, definitely, I mean, we're in this brand new fancy truck camper and, uh, right. that was not her. Not existence. the experience. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. She's in a broken well, down cool. van that barely works. Yeah. I'm thinking I, I might try to watch Val, the Val Kilmer thing. Yeah. I'd like, of to, I'd like to watch that because yeah. uh, that looks very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm aware of some of the difficulties that he's been going through. Yes. But, but uh, yeah. Actually, speaking of tech, and I guess maybe we can just end on this, and Val Kilmer, just like after the documentary came out, just like about 10 days ago, I saw a news story 
some some outfit has created um using ai and all the recordings of his voice um he can now speak and it sounds like his own voice like what like he's saying they've given me my voice back because it just took all of these samples from all of his movies or whatever and um cobbled so, together his so, voice yeah so if he types in whatever right even though he may never have actually said that combination it it takes the database and makes it sound like him him. so it sounds just like him but it's the ai so a lot of people are freaked out going oh man this is scary technology right Uh, it's like uh, deep fake but auditory think about what would happen if you had that available for like somebody like stephen hawking then you would have uh what he actually sounded like instead of right what uh, the computer made him sound exactly. like. exactly yeah because i think in in the the documentary val kilmer does speak with one of those electronic yeah uh, voice synthesizers and uh it's hard to understand right yeah. so anyhow yeah. i i will try to uh, it's on my to watch list so we'll see if i get to it this week excellent so cool. uh i guess we need to we need to wrap things up so and pick a topic for the next show for next number f- 15, 15 coming up we're doing okay I'm, yeah you know i really uh, you know it's it's it may not be for everybody but i really enjoy the time i enjoy the the stuff that we're covering yeah and i enjoy the process so. i'm hearing some people are really liking it yeah you know and uh keep promoting it and see if we can get it uh on that Alberta podcast thing. Oh, Alberta podcast uh, network. I haven't done and, anything uh, with that. Yeah. So we'll see, but onward and upward. Excellent. Um, okay. So next week topic will be, uh, for me to what, what makes a, a video on YouTube go viral. Ooh, that's and, good information. Uh, it's good information and I'm right. not very good at executing it, but we will try. So. Sounds good. Anyway. Uh, so that's it for this week. All right. We'll see you in seven days, seven days. Talk right to on. you soon. Take okay. care. Bye.